Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the most amazing, sensational, dramatic, heart-rending, thrilling, exciting pod in the history of college football podcasts. My name is Nam Lay, and I am so totally, incredibly thrilled to bring you not my usual partner, at least not yet, but my old partner, Mark Towson, formerly the publisher of Cal Rivals and still generally tuned in, wired in, friend of the Cal football program. Uh, Mark, take it away. Well, hello there, good sir. And hello, kids listening at home. It's good to be here. It's exciting to be here. Uh, initial thoughts. Sorry, I thought you were going to continue like with some sort of extended introduction. I don't know. Where do you want to begin, Mark? Do you want to tell the people what you've been up to in your hiatus? It's like Batman. See, the neatest thing about this is I'm operating at a different speed these days, and that is I can let everybody else be the ones to do the driving, um, especially when it comes to uh, being out of the game and taking a little bit of step back has been uh, – has been lovely. It's been fun to sit back and watch uh, the rest of you gang take over and everything. But uh, exciting times around these parts, you know. I mean, I got uh, I got two boys in bed. I got a wife who's off at class tonight, and uh, I'm settled in here with a nice, lovely sculper, sculpin bomber, and uh, the Nature Boy Thirty for Thirty on in the background talking to my pal here. Very nice. So, uh, Very nice. Tuesday, I'd say. That's a good. That's a good Tuesday. All right, Mark. So. As, as you know, uh, I like to open it up with uh, getting your take on things. So coming off of a win, I don't know if I want to say big win. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just call it a win against Oregon State. And obviously I brought you here uh, because it's a big week. Deserves big special guests in both the literal sense and the, the appearance sense of the word. But um, your thoughts just before we start talking big game, you know, like let's contextualize where we are in this moment. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, obviously you and I have, you know, maintained frequent content as pals do. We have had our own sort of back and forth on, on the state of the program and our thoughts on the season. And I think, I think, as you know, you and I are pretty aligned just in terms of where our expectations kind of were, um, going into the year, just given everything that the program and the team was facing and turning around. and um, It's not going to be a unique take to say that I think, you know, were you to show me the roster with all those names crossed off of there, really starting back to, you know, call it February or January, um, you know, prior to uh, all the injuries, prior to Aaron Cochran, Oh my God! Dwayne Wallace getting kicked off the team, and you would have told me that Cal was going to be without all those guys and had a brand new coach and a new offensive scheme, new defensive scheme. Um, you know, I think I we'd be talking about okay, like so it's going to be Weber State, be you know a dog fight. So here we sit. All of those things being true, uh, and yet this this team and this staff has scraped together five wins. Um, I'm I'm thrilled with what they've been able to do, just in terms of that, you know, really making chicken salad out of chicken shit, despite just a, you know, realistically extremely low uh, talent ceiling on this 17 Cal Bears team, and 
love them to death, but you know, we're not good. What it is. They're really not good. Like they're, they're just not, they are spectacularly undynamic on offense uh, with a mediocre quarterback, uh, no offensive line play of, uh, and such a patchwork defense that is using all personnel that have been around for some of the worst historical years of Cal defense ever. Um, to so many reasons to be shitty is to be bad. Um, and yet, you know, they're gritting and, uh, you know, they've gotten the shit coached out of them managed to, you know, cobble together five wins. And the saddest part of all this is I talked about this, you know, repeatedly, um, how it's, you know, it, it's really miraculous what they've been able to do with this season to even get to this point, to be on the cusp of bowl eligibility. And yet, you know, me being the, the your bitch that I am, I'm still, you know, USC games got me huffy, dropping that one to Arizona. Every loss, I feel like I can dissect and pull apart. And, you know, as as content as I could be with where things are just from a revolt, result standpoint, and this being the house money season, and uh, I, I feel like we should have seven wins. Oh, my God. You know, I feel like we shouldn't it, – it shouldn't be coming down to big game and UCLA to even be bowl eligible. And it's not fair to the staff, and it's not fair to the team. It's just who I am. I'm a great guy. Okay, you know? couple things there. One way to come here, like first podcast appearance in like a year and a half. Pull no punches, like mediocre quarterback, no offensive line. But again, uh, viewers who are not listening, those were Mark's words. I was quoting specifically. Uh, way to it's come in true. and pull no punches. I mean, it, it it is true. I just like you came out with guns like blazing, like you, you know the, the take the takes are so strong. I don't I don't want to say hot because that would be like they were off base, but they were so strong right away. So you know you just yeah. right on it's, form. I mean, it's pretty black and white to me. You know, it's black and white right now. I, I I think it's great. I think it's a testament to you know obviously the staff, um, specifically the offensive staff. I think when you just look at what they don't have mm-hmm. and what they have left to work with, compared to what we've seen in the last few years, um, really having to do it with smoke and mirrors, and you know computers and the numbers rightfully hate them. I think most of us who have to watch takes an Oregon state. It takes a Weber state. It takes a, you know, one in eight North Carolina team. Yeah. To, to make this offense look good. Let's trim, trim them down to like barely, you know, five type programs to sort of let this offense hum. And it, and that makes sense to me because you look, look at what they're working with and it's like, and I, I, you know, I love, uh, I love Bowers. You know, he's he's Mr. Moxie, and that's great. But his ceiling in terms of, I think, ability based on some of his decision-making and everything right now is, is low. And, I mean, this is by far the, the, you know, least quality. It's not – I mean, it's not hard to say. Like, it's been a while since we've been seen quarterback play, you know. And that's not even necessarily a knock on Ross. We've just gotten spoiled over the last four years, yeah. right? 
that that is something that I've been trying to like reckon with. Like the the majority. It's hard, man. Yeah, yeah the, it's hard. Like I like since since I've been writing, since you've been covering the team, it's been mostly, you know, good. I basically, it had to go all the way back to to Zach Maynard before we get to like a terrible quarterback, uh, or below yeah, average. Which wasn't that long. Yeah. But kind of a lot's happened since that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just in terms of the program. I mean, yeah. a guy died, and that was like a blip along this massive five-year. We had a coach arrested for soliciting prostitutes, which we never talk about anymore. We never talk about that. I know. Like, and it was oh, both right. in the rearview mirror, but like swept under the rug so quickly. Like, welcome to Cal. Uh, shout out to Pierre Ingram. I mean, that feels weird. I I didn't mean that. <laughs> but I I can kind of see what you know. I don't know if I would say we should have seven wins. I know it feels that way, but like I, I look at this the same way. Where I thought uh, in the 2014 season when we missed a bowl by a game, um, you know, it's like it's just it's one of those. It's this lingering you know, feeling of unease in me that says, like, you know, we get through a game like Arizona, even to some extent Colorado, which, like, I mean, I think it was, you know, that wasn't a two-touchdown defeat. I mean, being right there and just sort of how you – it's just hard for me. It's like you close the book on those, and it's like, ugh, I feel like one, you know. Um, Just to be perfectly clear, I I think you know – um, few people are as bullish on Wilcox and his staff as I am. And I think they've given the fan base every reason to feel very energized and excited. But, you know, football season is for a finite amount of time every year. And so I think, you know, hope springs eternal that, you know, building year, something magical will happen. And that, you know, you're going to strike that lightning right away, even with the understanding that, you know, a program rebuild and what they're trying to do and, of you know their guys and maybe upping the overall talent of the program is going to take time as a fan and an observer and someone who wants the best you get swept up and say hey man i just you know i want to win all the games one of those wins now yeah i want to win now i always want to win now i want to win everything i mean it's it's like it's depressing for me too to have to like look at a tough loss like colorado sit down and be like we guys, as a process loss, like this is what's supposed to happen. Like, uh, it sucks. It sucks because you know we've been, we've been here before. We just didn't know that we were here. You know, in in, in twenty fourteen, we thought the program was about to turn the corner, and then we take a trip to Arizona. Everybody's feeling good. They dunk on us uh, with Austin Hill at the very end. All four viewers right now are drinking madly, but. You know that's what that's about where we are on the timeline, and you know that 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 whole cliche of you lose big, you lose small, you win small, and then you win big. Uh, we're already on year two with you know year one type talent, basically. Like there's a bunch yeah, of yeah, I mean, they've only they, yeah. only two of the losses this season. That's been the, this other stark contrast, right? Only two of the losses this season were like, yeah, we kind of got our asses kicked. Which, when you look at the overall talent level of the program right now and the teams that they've played and everything, I mean, and, and certainly the results over the past three, um, you know, only having two sort of like really butts kicked defeats 
given what they're working with again uh and and i do you know give all credit and i think i think you and i would agree that yeah we're absolutely on so i would say today well things are looking good i think if they can manage to get bowl eligible which at this point i think is it's a doable thing right like mm-hmm. that is not out of the realm of possibility and that's a fun thing to say yep. if they can hit make a bowl this season then okay like you are you have surpassed my expectations and I think we can start raising maybe some expectations about the trajectory of the program if we get there. And right now it feels good. And even if they don't get there again, like, you know, I'm going to be not gone for that two point play against Arizona. Fuck. Or eh, maybe three less Ross Bowers interceptions in the fourth <laughs> quarter against USC. Ah, Could have had that one. Could have been there. But, you know, it's it's house money season, right? I mean, you coined it. I'm right there with you on that. So, um, you know, I'll cry over spilled milk, but I can't be mad. Not in this season. There's uh, there's too much to be excited about. And, you know, regardless of the, the maybe the overall quality of the recruiting class coming in with 2018, which that's something you and I can talk about, I think, again, you would agree. I'm, I'm more bullish than most yeah. on even the class. I think if you just look at the guys that they'll get back from a health standpoint in 2018 or coming off a red shirt, there's plenty of reasons to feel good about where things are headed for sure. Uh, So a pretty long winded little ramble you got, but I got a lot of, I got a lot of thoughts about this team. You know this. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, most people weren't lucky enough to kind of hang out with us in Seattle where we got a good, you know, hour and a half, two hours to kind of like process the whole arc of the program. And also, you know, you show up for like three, four tweets a game and then you, you know, you appear <laughs> in the fatherhood again, which is, which is, you know, like nobody's going to blame you for that. That's but, true. I know that's uh, true. So, you know, I wanted to give you your space. Like it's a big week. We have a bye week. Just gonna let, let, the, let this breathe into the yeah. world. Couple of hot. Couple it's, I know. Hot. I finally feel like I can kind of exhale, and it's like I have things to say. Cal Twitter. I have thoughts. <laughs> I have thoughts about things. Yeah. I want to share them. I share them with you. Yeah. Um, um, hopefully, we have five yeah. viewers watching. But uh, I'll ask Rob to rip this as a as a podcast later on. But I want to start with the idea that we're going to be much better next year. And my hot take here is like they are squeezing the absolute most. Like if you. You know, like the roll of toothpaste is down to like nothing, and they've still managed to extract this much out of it. I am nervous that we should expect that level of production um, every single year from the staff. I don't know if that's uh, sustainable or not. Like we have such a small sample size. Um. So my predi- my prediction as of right now is like we're probably a seven win team next year. Seven seven regular season. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I, I, I think I think that's in line. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I my own aspirations for next year. It's like I think we'll just be able to see a tangible difference in the product on the field. I, I'm not. I mean, I I would assume we'll get a couple more wins out of the deal, but I don't even necessarily know. Translate to wins and losses. I just think this team will to pair uh, Pac-12 consistent talent with uh, a staff that seems to have a, a, a pretty great grip on uh, development and, uh, and scheme. 
um, based on what we've seen so far. And again, I mean, we can talk about this. The offense has been uh, and, and tough to watch. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I think this is a little bit of a house money season for Baldwin as well. Um, I'm reluctant to draw too many conclusions about some of the on-field results, just, again, in the face of everything we're looking at and what they have to work with. Um, speaking, it's like, yeah, I mean, you get a few of the guys back that have been hurt, you know, a couple of the guys that will be coming off a red shirt year to plug in there, you know, maybe have, you know, revisit some couple spots and see what that can look like. And I think there's plenty to be there, but I, I, I would agree, man. I think, uh, you know, seven, eight wins. And I, I think we'll, we'll get a better sense, you know, into uh, that 2018 season in terms of does it look, do they look faster? Do they look, you know, um, you know, what, what is the staff having to dial up to put these guys in a position to succeed? You know, um, it'll be fun to see for sure. Damn, you actually like hit it right on the head. I thought it was going to be all controversial and interesting, but then you took the words right out of my mouth. It's like, I don't think we're going to necessarily see that many more wins. Um, but like the metrics hate us and I would be stunned if on a per play basis, we were, you know, not somewhere in the top 60 or so of the country right now. I think we're like 91st. Mm -hmm. uh, That's exactly right. And I, I think process wise, we're going to look a lot better and that may not be wins wise. And I would urge now, and maybe that's me like setting the narrative ahead of time. was like, I would urge people not to get caught up in wins or losses because you can't really judge Wilcox off of what will be his first full class. And, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I would hesitate to think, okay, if he doesn't have us in the eight or nine win range, that that means he's going to, he's a failure or year two is a bust. Like, these things take time, and if we're to see any progress, I think, one, you want to beat more than one California school next year. I think that's a reasonable goal uh, with UCLA likely to crater. Um, I think the odds are more – like, look, every time I look at UCLA, it feels like they've already quit on Jim Mora. There's guys, like, loafing around all the time. Uh, they're losing Rosen. I, to be honest, I don't even know why Rosen would even strap on a helmet anymore uh, this year. And, you know, I, th I think it's reasonable to expect maybe we can win two of those games. Certainly the next time we get USC at home, I expect us to beat them. Uh, just, you know, putting that out into the universe. That'll be like year 16 of the curse, but whatever. Um, but you, you just want to see like, like less of these games where, you know, we had two this year where we just chalk it up to, okay, like we were never going to win that. Well, three, three, if you count Washington. Um, you you just you don't want any clunkers. You want to see a team that we're going to be a tough out every week. And I, I made the comparison last week to being like Utah. Nobody ever looks forward to playing Utah, and I want us to be the type of program in year two where nobody looks forward to playing us. And we're not losing that much in terms of numbers of guys, but as of right now on the roster, we don't have somebody to take over Devontae's spot. We don't have you know a true knows yet we're counting a lot on probably sue next year um i think mafia man you, you think we're gonna play mafia right away mafia team mafia i, I mean 
I, of, of course, like, I love him, but I just, I, I, I feel like, you know, kids weighing like 360 pounds right now, like, we are, I don't know if we'll start him right away, like, we'll probably see him, like, in two, certain two down looks, and, but, you know, there's, there's like, we're, we gotta wait for some guys to arrive. He should be, he, he will probably be in the rotation, though. I mean, I think yeah. there's a legitimate expectation. Absolutely, rotation internally and externally. That like he will, he will see the field. He will have an opportunity. Um, he could eat himself, you know, off the death chart. Very possible. I mean, coming in, <laughs> you know, learning to manage that type of weight for real. You know, yeah. dudes. I mean, <laughs> that's like you're carrying a lot of mass, and like it can, you know, on you real quick. Uh, if you've got the genes and you've already got the frame, um, there's an expectation that he can come in and play, and they don't have anyone like him. Yeah. Um, otherwise, like I, I think like that kind of projection where we got to look for a Devonte replacement is part of why we can't feel comfortable saying like we're going to take the leap. Like I don't, and I just I get the feeling that we are just extraordinarily well coached in close games. And I don't know how sustainable uh, that's necessarily going to be either. So as of right now, I'm placing, I'm placing my bet on, we win seven games next year. There's no reason why we shouldn't go bowling like straight up as a baseline expectation, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't feel any better than seven. And earlier, one I thing I was. Yeah. Yeah. Seven and beating the California school. Yeah. So, you know, those are the things that we hoped Sonny would do, and that's where Sonny literally topped out. And I think in, in that seven-win year, we didn't even beat a California school. So, Ironically, the, the year he beats Texas, Oregon, and UCLA in the same season, it's very fire Yep, yep. <laughs> it's just, But that's okay, because you lost to San Diego State and a couple other games you can't lose. So. You know, Sonny, Sonny always felt like if he was going to give us something good – it was going to come with a caveat, like one of those genie wishes where you're like, oh, I wish for a million dollars, but you can only unlock it after you're dead. You know, like it's, it's like you'll get what you want, but it's not under the condition that you wanted it in. Um, no. But, you know, he is at last check, what, an offensive analyst at offensive, TCU? Yeah, like, you know. Just like coasting for a year until he can get a real gig. I mean, you know, good luck to him. But uh, you know, I think I think it's it's pretty richer for having lost him. Absolutely, um, it's one of those necessary breakups. That's been, I think, the most refreshing thing just about the you know the the course of this season and everything is it's it, it is abundantly clear and should be abundantly clear to anybody who's watched any of this team this year that we are in a far better place and in far better hands now than we were in January. Uh, and I think, you know, I, I don't know, obviously that's where you want minimum to be after a coaching change is, okay, we hired up. And I think we clearly did. We don't know how high up yet, but uh, I think early returns are very encouraging. So that alone, it's like, it's hard to get too wrapped up and, you know, the season and even record this season at all. It's like better than what we have. How much better? We'll see. So far, so good. So far. That's nice. That being said, um, I get the feeling neither of us really, and we'll see what Scotty says if he's on time. He's supposed to arrive in the next couple minutes. He hasn't texted me back yet, so we'll see. 
But that's okay. I'm totally prepared to carry on this show without him. And if he shows up at the at the very end, five minutes, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but um, you know, if we are going to get the two California schools remaining, like these are about as ideal conditions, I think, as we can play them in. Short of you know, Bryce Love has a high ankle sprain that keeps him out the rest of the year, and Josh Rosen like declares for the NFL right now. Uh, this is about as good as it gets. You know, you know, UCLA at home, I'd feel so much better. That's the only thing. Yeah, because I've been, I've been to otherwise I'm with you, but like home and road with this Cal team is like a real thing. And just remember what it was fucking two years ago, right? Where you know UCLA was coming off some sort of a catastrophic mm-hmm. loss. We were playing them in the Rose Bowl on a Thursday. We were coming in high. It was right after we had, you know. Utah times and still lost to number five Utah by like only a score. Yep. Lots of reasons to feel good. We're four and one. They are totally deflated. They look fucked. And we just got pantsed. I was at that game. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry you were. <laughs> that was rough. Um, so, I mean, we now, now a, you know, hallmark of era. If there's one thing I think we can agree, you know, Cal program is not going to be, you know, as likely to get ambushed. Or, um, I don't know that they've got it in the DNA. They've quickly instilled some sort of a, you know, really strong self-belief in the team. And that said, I think it is clear that on the road, um, different for this Cal team. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, their, their belief in themselves is just shaking a little bit if it's a slow start component or if for whatever reason when they're on the road, you know, the losses and the injuries, you know, and the holes just strongly. But uh, road games with this team, it's like you know, they seem to sort of dig themselves a 10-foot hole pretty consistently. So uh, that's got me sweating. But, yeah, I mean, Stanford, like, they're gettable for sure. I just – I'm having some trouble, you know, accepting that one as winnable short of, yeah, I mean, if Vita Vea goes bonsai splash with his 360 pounds on Bryce Love's ankle about eight times this weekend and, you know, grinds it into a fine snortable powder, then uh, I'll be feeling real good about things come next week, but you know, their offensive line is still good. I just don't know that I feel great about the matchup. I don't trust our offense to consistently put the ball in the end zone against anyone. Uh, and our defense has surprised me before, but surprised me. I don't yet expect them to, you know, cork up an offense, especially when they're asked to do it as much as our offense can ask of them. So I don't know, man. I don't really want to touch that Stanford game. I just uh, I can't get there. What's your What's your vibe on it? Uh, for me, I think it's gonna be like as close to ideal. Like loves health, TBD. Uh, if they're out, I think we can definitely win the game. At, at least it approaches a coin flip, which is probably better than we would have hoped. You know, we have a buy. Certainly more than I would have hoped going into the year, right? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Think- yeah. Now, I don't know if that says more about us or more about Stanford, because, I mean, really, like, this team, 
is not good. And I know that they got their quarterback problems and they're kind of a one trick pony, but that's a good pony. But uh, it's fun. It's fun to see them gettable. Like now, you know, if, if <laughs> their rebuilding season is nine wins, uh, you know, that'll chat my ass a little bit, but uh, you know, we're at different places right now. Oh, I could feel pretty good about getting them, you know, reign of Wilcox if things continue to progress, um, manner they are on his watch. I don't know when. Um, sooner would be better. I mean, nobody saw the Wazoo game coming with this team, right? Not like, at all. Like that. It'd be great if it happened. Like that was the biggest ambush result I think I possibly could have foreseen, just given the circumstances. So, isn't it nice to like have? jock of a Cal football season not be us shooting ourselves in the dick instead like you know being a top 10 at the time program who will still clearly be a top 25 program by the end of the year uh but to do it in the manner we did without the horses that we didn't have I mean even if we don't make the bowl right like the 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 performance of this season will be that it was you know we take the big yeah game, which is cool it, it it didn't even feel fluky for us to beat wazoo in the way that we did it was like we leave no doubt it could have been worse you know like <laughs> we 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 messed up a bunch of opportunities there no but at least as far as stanford goes um, the thing that's going to be paramount is like we're not going to have that many opportunities to waste. And I know it's standard like football analysis, like points per trip inside the 40. you got to maximize your trips into the red zone. But it's like it's true because we've lost a bunch of those Stanford games because we decided to kick field goals or, you know, we uh, played for deficit management in the face of a superior opponent instead of actually trying to win. And, you know, I have not watched a Stanford victory since I started writing. In fact, since I started being a student, you know, uh, 2009, if you can believe that, like, was the fall of my freshman year, and I wasn't even a student on campus yet. So at, at least as far as it goes for me, like, I am very, very ready to, to see us you know, win something at some point against this team. I haven't even watched us beat Stanford in any sport yet um, in a game that I have attended. So that being said, it'll it'll come down to me for you know can we move the ball um, consistently? You know, good, the, the the one area where Stanford continually has us beat is like quality of line play. So our guys are gonna have to have the game of their lives on both sides of the ball. Uh, you do that, and suddenly the matchup gets pretty close to a coin flip. You know, you get lucky, you get a bounce here, bounce there, and. Maybe that's enough. And the other thing that's always been a consistent like issue for us is size. Now this is the best Cal secondary that you know has been since I since I started covering the team in 2012. Like, but they're still massive. I, I pre-wrote in advance, like doing doing some research. Like their guys measure six two through six eight, like uh, across the board. Like they're, uh, you know cornucopia of tight ends that just roam, you know, like giant redwood, giant redwoods. Wildebeest. <laughs> yeah. And 
that's still going to be an issue. Like, like no matter how good our guys are, if you're giving up, you can't give up five or six inches in the red zone and expect that to be okay, except if you can hold them outside of the 20s um, or their quarterback can't throw the ball. So the, like, those are the things that I'm looking at right now and obviously Bryce Love. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it could be – it's just it's can we make the can we can we make the most of our scoring opportunities and you know it, it's not even like a field goals or it's not even a touchdowns not field goals type thing it's like just chance you get like points i think for this team and this offense are so precious and unlike you know tony and then you know offense under Spavadol as well, like you can't take for granted that you're going to consistently move the ball and get into the red zone anymore. Um, And, you know, that's less about Baldwin and more about just the nature of, you know, what you are putting out on the field on offense. Like you have to take advantage of your opportunities and um, offense for Cal has been a fucking horror this season. I don't know if there's actual legitimate, if the numbers back that up, because I don't have to pay attention to the numbers anymore, which is cool. Um, but it feels to me like I can't fucking take it for granted ever when the ball gets inside the 20 that we're even going to get points like of any kind. And, you know, I mean, Stanford, it sort of feels like a, a you know, the defense, you know, holds and holds and holds. But, you know, maybe the, maybe the defense keeps them off the board, you know, you know, a good, like, you know, eight or nine out of 13 drives, right? Like, I just see this scenario where the offense shits itself and the defense does its job enough to keep things sort of close and competitive without it actually feeling close. Not dissimilar from, like, the Washington game, but not to that extent either. I mean, Stanford is not that good. 20, 24 to 10 just 24 to nine or something gross like that, where it's like, like, yeah, we only lost by a couple scores, but it never felt attainable. Mm. I don't know. Maybe that's just the jaded fucking me, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting. That's this, that's the odor on this one. By this time next week, you know, I'm going to be like, well, you know, we can do this. Um, Two weeks to come around. So exactly. I, and, you know, that again, we're going to be watching closely to see how they come across against uh, Washington. So I looked up the numbers while you were talking. Right now, the advanced metric suggests 23% win probability, uh, 39% okay. against UCLA. Now, uh, you talked about not knowing what the numbers were for trips inside the 40s. So we, on an average trip, uh, we get we average 4.4 points. Uh, per possession inside the 40, that is 71st in the country. Uh, the that's average, better than it feels. Yeah, that uh, they, that number's ticked up lately. It was 3.9, like 3. Yeah, we two. did just play Oregon State, and I feel like so much of this shit would look different. I mean, did you see Bowers was like <laughs> most accurate PFF quarterback? Yeah. Like, like, I saw that, and I was like, oh, my God, like this has to come with the asterisk of – just played Oregon State. Like, come on. Like, if that was the Ross Bowers, we could guarantee. First of all, uh, we would have won Arizona. Uh, we would have also won SC, and we might have even won Colorado if that 
had been the Ross Bowers that showed up. We would have won Colorado because there wouldn't have been a 14-point swing, 110. Oh, God. Um, but that being said, what spells bad news for us is that Stanford is 37th in the country in preventing points inside the 40. And in fact, they are very good at converting their, their possessions into touchdowns. And what's really interesting here is uh, they're also extremely explosive, and almost all of that comes off of Bryce Love. Um, they are second in the country, actually, in explosiveness rate, uh, which is incredible. Um, but there's no way to separate out Bryce from that, yeah. from, from all of that. But There is. Watch their film against Oregon State. I mean, I mean, like statistically, like I, I can't just like press score. I mean, like Oregon State, like they, I mean, fifteen to fourteen. It's not exactly. It was, I mean, it was awful, right? So, I mean, there's a significant data point, and even you know, last week, I mean, he had the one fifty-two yard touchdown, and other than that, he got bottled up by the Cougs. I mean, I think, you know, there's certainly some similarities with, you know, defense in terms of the speed D and how they do things uh, to what Cal sort of has to, by necessity, do as well. Uh, they don't have a Hercules Mataafa because our version of Hercules, your son, Devonta, yeah. is obviously gone, yeah. um, as is Cam Good, as is Cam Saffle. Oh, my God. Um, that's, that's three of our children right there. I know, but you know what's been pretty nice is seeing you know started to come into his own a little bit. How great is? I mean, he might he's he's a year away, but what if that becomes your back? What if that oh. becomes the heir to the Devonte throne that you're looking for? Oh my God, it'd be so great. It'd uh, be so great. Other than that, I think we covered kind of the main things as far as what we're looking for 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 a Stanford win. Um, I don't know if there's any, like, big things that we missed. Like, the, the game plan has always been simple for this Cal team. Like, if you can force third and long, second and long, make them throw into our secondary, make enough plays. Oh, hang on. Scotty just joined. Scotty. Oh, hey, Marty. Look, look what the cat drug in. How you doing, buddy? All right. Uh, Scotty, let's awkwardly transition you into this call. Uh, it's happening. It, it is happening right now. So <laughs> – Real quickly, uh, we were talking Stanford, but we want to throw it over to you for any thoughts that you had on the Oregon State game. Otherwise, we'll just get your thoughts on Stanford and, and roll from there. Stanford sucks. Um, Oregon State should have beat them, man. Damn, it was nice to run the ball down someone's throat, wasn't it? Oh, just delightful. <laughs> uh, that was fast and easy. All right. It was a, it's certainly a contrast in introductions. All right, Scotty. Uh, so as we, as we talk more about Stanford then, uh, obviously our three listeners and future podcast downloaders uh, have already heard me and, me and uh, Mark talk a little bit about Stanford. Do you want to offer some, some opening thoughts, things that you're looking for on the game? I think he disconnected. He froze. See, like on our, on our – on our screens right now, he just looks like he's totally still. So he'll be like right. He'll be right back. 
All right, so it's I guess it's fun uh, because he's got a great smirk on his face. I, I know. Sure, I like to think it was right when you're like, "Yeah, give us your thoughts on Stanford," and so he's sort yeah. of frozen in that moment. All right, uh, let's take a reader question as we're waiting for him to uh, oh, back. Uh, I'm going to peek through the questions real quickly. All right. Uh, we'll start with my buddy Otavio, who wants to hear from you and your personal personal uh, fitness. What are you benching nowadays? Well, you know, um, I haven't really gone for one rep maxes. It's not really the speed I'm at these days, but uh, I'm mostly team push-ups, occasionally team dumbbell press, and also heavy incline these days so in terms of what i'm repping you know typically 70s uh on a flat bench with the dumbbells and probably in the neighborhood of uh you know doing 225s on the incline as much as i can because you know you want to get the high part build yourself across the yoke these days it's uh it's we're just getting out of tank top season here so uh, it's been important to just have these things hanging um yeah well uh, so as somebody who is hilariously tiny, if nobody's ever really seen us in the same place for that long, but like, there's a picture it's, that it's really funny. somewhere on the Twitter sphere of us next to each other, I think. There's a, so, yeah. Like there's, there's a one picture I'll, I'll probably post it at some point. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's not quite as good as the you and Freddie tag. Yeah. 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 Great. I was going to say it, it's, it's dangerously close <laughs> to that territory. But the thought of doing a seventy pound like seventy pound dumbbell like curl is incredible to me. Uh, all right, uh, I'm a burnt out, dadded out husk <laughs> myself, but uh, I'm also uh, very vain, so I still try to stay in shape. <laughs> all right, uh, so I'm. Oh my god, Scotty's face is still frozen. It's just making me That's giggle. Great. All right, it's, I'm gonna look up the Pac-12 bowl bids. Uh, so the next question is from Jason real quickly. Uh, so out of the bowls that we could still potentially go to, and we're going to table the, the UCLA stuff since it's still far off in the distance, but uh, hold on. Bowl, where are okay, Pac-12? All right. Cactus, Foster Farms. I mean, I almost kind of like the idea of keeping it in the Bay and just basically having, like, another home game would be rad. Because I still remember the fucking Emerald Bowl against Miami. God, what was it? Was it oh like, nine? Uh, I think so. Emerald Bowl. Yeah. Great. That was. A I remember game. the opponent, but it it wasn't a very interesting game. I think. Well, but it was Miami when they weren't like, and still like, oh, Cal beating Miami and Javid rushing for you know, hundred ninety yards, like the season that was supposed to like you know, eventually launch him into, like, Heisman candidacy. Fuck, was that, like, must have been, like, 08 or 09. Yeah. It was such, like, a warm memory. And, you know, then you get, like, all the alums, you know, and everyone can pull out. Like, it's pretty much all Cal alums against whoever they're playing. You know, it's a home game and, a, like, a less than sexy fun be fun as shit for everyone around christmas to like go watch cal and bowl game i think they get the most money from going to the cactus right like they get like three or four mil or something the payout um, for that game was ridiculous i think so i'm gonna read the first of all 
uh, embarrassing confession, Ja'Cory Harris was the uh, quarterback for that Miami team and actually made the dumb mistake of thinking that the U was going to be back under him. Um, I just, I love running quarterbacks. So I don't know. I just, I was younger then. I was far more foolish than I am now at, at 26. But I, I was like, oh, he, the U is probably going to be good soon. All right, so here are the bull ties. Uh, you don't want the for, receipts on that one. You do not. I do not. I you know, but I got I got to point out the terrible ones too. Uh, so the so most people are under the impression that the Pac-12 champ will go to the Rose Bowl this year, and that is not the case. Uh, the the Rose Bowl is being used for a college football playoff. I'm not telling that for you necessarily, but for any future listeners who happen to stumble across this. Uh, so you know, we'll only have a Pac-12 team in the Rose Bowl uh, if. We have a team that qualifies. That's probably only going to be Washington or USC. If we have any other champion besides those two teams, we're going to miss the playoffs this year. So assuming that possibly Pac-12 number one is going to be at the Alamo Bowl against the Big 12, we're probably not finishing second. So that would be the Holiday Bowl against the Big 10. So third would be Foster Farms. And I think that we might be a little bit uh, out of range for that one too. I think – um, so the two bowls, the three bowls after that uh, would be the Hyundai Sun Bowl, which I believe is in Tempe. No, that one's in El Paso. Okay. Is that the Cactus Bowl? Is the Cactus Bowl no, in El Paso? No, the Cactus Bowl is in Tempe and, El, and Sun Bowl is in El Paso. Okay. Okay. It's, <laughs> it's, one, of those, it's one of those places that nobody wants to be at in, in the uh, – Bowl, I mean, yeah, at I think, that time, I think the Cactus Bowl, you get a shitload of money. Uh, and then finally, we have the one that I want, which would be the Las Vegas Bowl, but it's against the Mountain West team. Now, call me an elitist if you want to, but I want to play a Power Five school for the bowl game. On the other hand, it is Vegas. Like it, it, it is Vegas. So we could get a win against a Mountain West team, and I know we lost to a Mountain West team last year, but it would be really nice. Is all I'm saying. Wait, Scotty's and back. We probably would not throw the ball seventy times in the game. Oh my god, uh, Scotty, you back? There he is. Oh my god, Scotty. Now you're just you're just looking intensely into the camera. Say something to me, Scotty. He's moving through the house. I don't know if he can hear us or not yet. Guys, I think he's this looking is for, uh, looking for full bars. Yeah. Uh, here we oh, my God. It's, it's a laptop issue. It's not our internet issue. Stupid laptop. Oh, my God. Um, all right, Scotty. Uh, so you missed a lot. We want to give you some time to share some takes if your laptop. See, now you're frozen again. This is terrific. Oh, we are so professional. We are, <laughs> we are so professional. This is like I don't know if the you guys bullfrog can... face. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, this is this is terrific, you guys. Uh, was better. What? This is this is rough. On one of our first Google Hangout calls, uh, Scotty's dogs like started barking throughout the entire podcast. But I, if given the choice, you know, being being a being in my mid twenties, I would want to go to the Vegas Bowl. Personally, uh, yeah. I mean, it would, um, it would be rad. With the Foster Farms is off the table, then I mean, like, I, I'm not one that cares much for purse, and like, I think you go for you know the experience of the destination and for the quality 
the opponent. Yeah, I'd be all about that too. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, let's take a couple other questions. Let's see if he even gets back on in time. This has just been the most tremendous uh, this podcast. Frozen, this frozen face staying with us would be kind of a treat, though. Uh, so good. Uh, all right. So we already talked about the bye week. Uh, and that's the other reason why you want to feel good about this. Is like uh, the staff might be able to cook something up. Um, they've They've – being noted to yeah. be aggressive, like if you want to give yourself a little bit of hope, yeah. they'll shoot their shot. I mean, I'll give them that, but like you're running out of fucking bullets at some point. It's like unless you can magically, like you know, pluck some fresh ones off your ACL farm that the buy <laughs> department is built for you. Like I don't know how much better things are going to get with the buy, but like yeah, I mean, you can game plan, you can rep. Like at some point, as we saw, like we've 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 like there's been a tangible you know, moments in some of these games where it's like, ah, our talent is catching up with us. So we'll see. I mean, the, the beauty of that is Sonny would milk that excuse. The team would turtle up. They would quit. These guys, like, the talent from competing going for us. We have double Scotty, I feel like, now. Oh, shit, this is weird. All right, Scotty, Scotty, now you're now you're in your – okay, we only have a couple of yours. You don't even know, man. I'm in my freaking closet right now, and I just plugged in a direct connect from the switch. I am I am ticked off, but uh, I'm standing in my closet so I can have in- internet. How about that? All right. Uh, Scotty, we're going to – We're going to – the closet. Uh, not the good R. Kelly series either. So, Scotty, <laughs> we want to turn it over to you for a few minutes to say your oh, piece. Uh, just any thoughts that you have on the trajectory of the program? Because we, we have a bye week coming up. We've already talked about Stanford, but you can give your take, your perspective. Yeah, Stanford Anything sucks. we got to stop Bryce Love. The quarterbacks are a hot mess. If his ankle isn't 100%, which it may not be because David Shaw's going to run him 80 million times, you know, next week, then, hey, we, we're we going to bring the axe home. Um, Josh Rosen, if he's smart, is going to sit out the hot mess that's the rest of their season with some type of hangnail injury. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe he could go take a trip, try to steal some stuff from China. You know, that, I hear that's popular. But so we're going to knock them off too. So that means um, program trajectory is high. We're going bowling. Uh, hell, I think I briefly heard – you know what's cool is that I heard snippets in here. Some of the snippets were really odd from Mark, like something about keeping things hanging nice and loose. Um, but I did hear Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas would be a cool reward, I think. That that's probably my my ideal situation. I feel like, and that's also the maximum chance of getting fans to show up. Like, we don't want to go to Tempe or El Paso. Uh, no disrespect to those places. Or possibly the Frisco Bowl, as as a couple of Cal Twitter people have, have floated out there. Um, all right, so this is the big question. Um, talk big picture. What's the best case scenario in five years? What's the worst case scenario in five years? And I think before we – we don't really have to tackle the worst case scenario here. It's either Wilcox oh, is fired and we're starting. We know the worst case scenario. The worst case – well, worst case scenario – 
you know, besides like academic sanctions, him being fired, yeah, you know, we've, we've seen that. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like there's that. We have. We've seen a coach fired after three seasons. That is like Sonny is the worst case scenario. I'd say realistic worst case scenario is Wilcox does so well that he gets hired away someplace else before we ever get to see it all come together. And unfortunately, yeah, our, our, our athletic department, they're pretty dumb. Um, our administration is really dumb. And Wilcox seems like he's a smart guy. And it's, it's like the talk we had with Robot Larry where we're kind of like, it's sad, but if you're good at what you do, why would you want to stay at Cal? And that's kind of tough, right? But that's the harsh truth, that if he's truly good at what he does, we're not going to, to keep his assistance. We're not going to be able to keep him. And all you're hoping for is that that moment of glory, that that cool season that he springboards. And we can always talk about that for years and years. But unless they have kind of a top-down change, and not to be just so depressing and freaking old, but I, I am. And, you know, hell, I can't make technology work for myself, so I'm standing in the closet to get internet. <laughs> It's sort of Cal in a microcosm, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm massively depressed by how accurately. No, I'm I'm like actually super depressed by how accurately Scotty just like nailed my exact thoughts. I mean, I kind of feel like the like our our hope that somewhere the best and the worst scenario, you know, manifest together where just to catch lightning in a bottle and bring us like an 11 and one Rose Bowl season in the next or four. Um, and you know, like go somewhere else. Like, like it'll basically be a matter of, does he get hired away before we like reach the pinnacle? You know, do, do we manage to experience that? And then, um, because it doesn't feel like we can have it all. It feels like there, there's like intrinsically built in uh, of biffing it for better or worse, and so <laughs> we have to like make it work year four. Or, uh, but yeah, I would agree. Like short of scandal, um, you know. Wilcox gives us a sniff, but we never get above five wins for the next three years and things tank hard. The talent goes away. Uh, he gets fired. And so the program somehow manages to be in a worse place in year five than it is today. That feels extremely unlikely to me, just based on what we've seen from the way this guy does things already. Um, you know, I think next best is we, five years from now, how do we still have the same coach? Is it realistic to think if things are going well that we even do? Uh, it's weird. So it's cow. My, my hot take or devil's advocate is like, isn't the best case scenario that he's no longer coaching Cal in the sense that he's exceeded his station? Uh, you know, in, in a kind of Jim Harbaugh. I, I, I'm just saying I see a plausible scenario to me in which – uh, Justin Wilcox has done so well that he's hired by a tier one program. Is like to me, that's the be that's one of the best case scenarios because I don't think he's going to be a lifer. I, I, like, like you, do you accept that though? Like, do you accept that 
in our best case scenario, our coach did good and somebody better than us hired him or is, is it, is it a realistic best case scenario for us? Like that we become tier one. Cause I'm with you guys, but like, do we have to have an existential crisis moment as Cal fans here where we acknowledge like we may never be tier one and that like, we have to accept that our literally dream scenario for our football program <laughs> is that our coach did such a good job is that an actual good athletic department took him from us. And that's the best we can possibly hope for. Do we all need to like accept that right now? You mean you haven't? Well, I mean, Scott, I'm whole, like, there's like, like the, you know, the, the irrational sliver of Mark like lives during these 12 weeks of the fall every year. And I always have a really hard time bring him the fall every year. And I'm wondering, like, are you guys going to literally aid and abet in the murder of of irrational, hopeful Cal fan Mark uh, by telling me the best that Cal can do in a five-year dream scenario for the football program is hope that fucking uh, who? Oregon hires Justin Wilcox away from us because he did a good job? That's our ceiling? Like, are we saying that? Like, who's the tier one? Tier one to take our coach. How good does he have to be? He doesn't even have to be that good. All it takes is a really dumb team with money. Hey, there's this team moving to Vegas, I hear. You know, like, they throw money at people. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. You just you just set off some hot rumor mill <laughs> right there. No, um, for me, I think it just – it even makes me – like I'm at the dangerous precipice of like crossing over to old blue territory for me to, if I'm, you know, the one who's going to be like, possibly we might never make it as a program. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm floating the idea that, you know, like I look at Stanford and we all look at Stanford as like, as much as we hate them as a, as an institution and as a program and, you know, as a motherfucking crew, like, as much as we despise those guys, that is a a model of sustainability. They, Not for us. We don't have that money. We don't play by the same rules. It is so ridiculously different. It's like trying to compare Ryan Nall with Patrick Lair, dude. You just you, you just you're just gonna hold that stat line thing. It wasn't even me. I didn't even say that. It was like. I, I'm just I'm trying to defend Trace here, but like the idea to me is like maybe he sets up something that we can pass on, like I because you know there there are limitations to our resources. Like we wouldn't be able to get into a into a bidding war, and I don't see any reason why we should consider him to be like a life or like a a Bill Snyder type type guy here. He didn't he didn't go here, um, so I just I don't know I. I'm, I guess I'm being a little bit fatalist when I expect that, you know, Justin Wilcox isn't going to be here forever. Certainly we've all accepted that Bo Baldwin is not going to be here forever. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, my assumption is that we'll have Baldwin for another year, but I don't know that for sure. I mean, it depends how desperate some of these other – well, one, it depends how bad he wants. Big. Uh, and two, it depends – what jobs come available and what makes sense. I mean, I keep seeing him bandied about for this Oregon State job, and I'm just not seeing it this year. 
not yet. I don't know if that's, I also don't know if that's a gig that just yet, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you guys on Wilcox. Like I am, I, I think it, it's, it's fun to be having this conversation year one. I mean, God, what kind of fucking conversations were we having in year one of Sunny, like in the midst of like the Andy Boo fence and kids of golf year one? Like, God, through week 10 games, we were one and nine. Bad. Uh, like, it's, it's nice to at least be having this conversation of we're now like our ceiling is being scared that we lose this coach because he does such a great job. It's fun to at least be optimistic, right? It's fun. This is different. This is new. I can dig it. Uh, Scotty, any last thoughts? Well, you know, like if you're going to, if I'm going to try not to crush poor, you know, rational or irrational Mark soul, you know, you look at, we, we kept, yeah, Tedford flamed out at the end, but he's a guy that, clearly you know started with a program hot mess did an incredible job and yet we came up with the money to pay him you know we kept him through some pretty glorious years in there and you know like it'll forever be one of those what ifs that we can sit around the bar and kind of go where did he lose his mojo you know where, where did it all go wrong but he still had it he had something magical at the beginning he could have translated that, you know, he could have been like Nooch and jump ship anywhere. And yet as dysfunctional as Cal was, we managed to hold on to him. And so that may be, and got to remember, you know, Wilcox was there under the Tedford years. He know what that's one of the pluses, I guess, for better or worse, is that he kind of knew what he was getting into and he still wanted to get into it. You know, he accepted the fact that it is unique. It is challenging. And yet he, the sense I get is that he's kind of embracing that as a challenge. You know, he's not kind of pulling a sunny and going, Oh, well, I'm, I've just got to get better guys. You know, he, he really seems like it's the, we're going for cow men. He's got an idea what he wants. So there is hope there. Um, you've got new leadership in the administration. Who knows? There's a chance, um, you know, like maybe someone pulls their head out their ass and they do something mildly rational, you know, with the athletic department. Could happen. Live long oh, and man. prosper, irrational Mark. Uh, <laughs> you nourish me. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Um, all right. So last question. Um, before we throw it over to shout outs, Scotty. I know you came in the pot late. We're having all kind of technical issues this week. So if there's <laughs> any burning thoughts that you have about anything. Uh, you know, we'll give you some some time to like get that off of your chest since we won't have a meeting next week. All right. Uh, obviously, this year we're going to get the 10th assistant coach. Now, Mark, it's kind of cheating to hear from you since you are still connected with the program. So I'm going to let Scotty take this one first. It's like we, we have a 10th assistant coach. Where do you think that should go? And what kind of person would you hire? And just any updated thoughts that you have on the coaching staff as a whole after this first season? Uh, we obviously talk a lot about Baldwin, but you know you can go unit by unit if you feel feel as such. That's kind of more of a got to step back and look at because you know I look at the defense from each each area, and you'd kind of say, you know, like my gut feel is 
you know, like they say with stocks, outperform, outperform. Um, I go, well, they kind of, you know, like there's the whole game planning part of it. There's the talent development part of it. And then there's the recruiting part of it. You know, the fact that you've got your boy coming in and you've, you've put a billion receipts on, on Mafi. So I know I can trust you. So obviously they got the recruiting chops part. Um, we're getting a lot of contributions from young guys, which is impressive. And yeah, we've got breakdowns, you know, like clearly Colorado was not their finest moment and you've got folks just, they're getting confused with it, but you gotta keep in mind, this is a whole new scheme. And what the Reuter is doing is so vastly different from what Kaufman was having them do um, for them to be able to not just teach a brand new scheme, a complex scheme, you know, one with shifts and blitzes and delayed blitzes, you know, like if there's that one burning thought that I had in my head where we learned a little bit, um, from issues in earlier in the year and we did better against Oregon State was we kept the linebacker home and then we brought him late. There was a lot of delayed blitzing, just kind of reading, okay, what's he going to do? You know, so none of this, oh, hey, we're just charging headlong. There's a lot of this, you know, like delayed reads and you got to keep in mind, like depth chart wise, they're down to smoke and mirrors in the linebacking core and yet they're still getting it done and that level of preparation, you know, like I've got zero complaints with the defensive coaching staff. You know, I can't, I can't look at that and say, oh yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're deficient here. We're not getting it done here. You know, at each level, you, you've got somebody where you'd say, wow, there's someone, there's someone standing out that I wouldn't have expected. So yes, would I love to have that super stud safety that, that cleans everything up? I really would, but otherwise we're cool. Um, often so no Garrett Chasseray kind of situation here, right? Yeah, you know, it's like where you'd say, gosh, you have pictures of somebody with goats and negligee or something, man. How are you still around? But um, just, you know, you look on offense and you got this mash unit. And like, really, I really, I know we're kind of worried that Baldwin may jump. I, I just, I get this sense that we don't even know how little he's, had to kind of work with <laughs> you know like when when you see the, all the different pieces like when it comes down to chess match and okay i'm going to do this i'm going to force them to do this look and i'm going to counter with this it, it's sort of like he's playing rock paper scissors and he doesn't have the three pieces he just keeps throwing out rock and he's hoping no one notices <laughs> you know like so true man <laughs> so true <laughs> So, and I don't think he's doing it with the guy he wants to do it with. I think, honestly, man, I think it. I think he, I think you give him McElwain yeah. next year, a guy that can run. I mean, think about Vernon Adams. Like, and I'm not saying McElwain is Vernon Adams, but I'm saying that entire dimension of his playbook proposal right now. Oh, Scotty, it's fucking gospel. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right, Mark. Take it away. Give us your insights. Into it's going to be a running back coach. It's got to be a running back coach. And they're going to bring in a young dude. I'm hoping it's more Alexander. Uh, I mean, you, you need a guy that's going to help you bring in dynamic athletes at the skill positions. Um, I understand we're going to get some guys back out of injury and everything, but I mean, I look at even this 2018 class and right now it's pretty clear that we need dynamic the offensive side of the ball and I know the guys we want 
plays and on the field have been hurt. We have them. They're just not available. That said, I look at the running back position, and we need to bring in speed and dynamism there. We need a quarterback who can create plays with his feet that aren't just design rollouts. Um that have speed and can stretch the field. We need either big, long dudes or fast guys or preferably both. We have so little to work with. And I, I love kind of I mean, Nam, I think you and I, again, like receipt bandwagon on that guy. What Vic Wharton has done, the chemistry he has with Bowers is great. But like if Conavai and Vic are, are like field stretching wideouts, we have a problem offense right now like scotty said i do think like can do more i think we have an opportunity to see him do more i think having him coach running backs is fucking silly and it's like this was always going to be the one-year stopgap to get us to a 10th assistant we need a running back coach be it burl toller or just somebody who can come in and give us an ample boost like their only real job has to be recruiting legit dudes and i don't care if it's running backs or wideouts but like bring me an offensive recruiter help us stock the cupboard on that side to the ball we're going to be fine there eventually that's what i see that's what i need no gripes with defense we've got steve fucking greatwood coaching our offensive line and we've got what five stellar ol commits like Bring me the offensive dynamic playmakers. That's that's what we need. We're going to be fine on defense if they just eval and develop. That's where I'm at. Um, I'm going to cut this short. Since, well, first of all, Mark already spoiled that to me when we are in <laughs> Seattle. So it was like a good so – these are things you guys miss. You know, like, so, like a, it, it would be like CGB Platinum. Um, CGB Platinum material but like we've we've had a bunch of these like types of conversations already just about the future of the program because we're the type of dudes to like just just obsess about stuff like that you know you like us three avi like we're wired very very differently than most cal fans and if all cal fans were like us then what we would have is a much more passionate fan base it'd be chaotic as hell but it would be way more interesting to have all of us like a bunch of people like us now that being said uh i think the only coach who i wouldn't feel good about right now is uh maybe Ragel. but even then uh and, and and i think that's because i have weird expectations of special teams at the moment like we just went through tom or doll for a few years where we didn't have a single pl- like it, we might have went like 10 out of 12 games, no punt returns of value, no kick returns of value whatsoever. Uh, and now we're starting to get some. So I don't, I don't really know what I'm looking for in terms of like a special teams coach. And he's doing fine. I just, I, I, I think kick return wise, we don't have the most dynamic returners uh, back there. Although Ashton Davis has been fun hurdling people here and there, but. I don't you know, think don't you'll know. You really won't know until we get the injury situation squared away and you get the depth chart restocked because, you know, like look at, we, we made Alomar our scapegoat for years and then he moves someplace else where they have, you know, a two deep, a three deep enough that they can, uh, you know, not feel the mesh unit out there. And all of a sudden he's got like, what, a top 10, top 25 unit. It's not like he was reading special teams for dummies in the off season, suddenly learned how to coach. I would suspect strongly that in the later years under Tedford, we were not allocating the personnel to it or we weren't allocating the practice time to it. Just It just wasn't an emphasis. 
I don't think it was that Alomar didn't know how to do it. And so that's why I can't say yet, you know, Ragel doing a good job or not job, you know, like. He doesn't even have a tight end to coach yet at the moment. Yeah, like, you know, hell, man, I just showed the girls the water boy over the weekend. So my my vision of a special teams coach is actually pretty low, right? (laughs) All right, guys. Uh, That did it for – that that did it for uh, for for reader questions this week. So, Scotty, uh, before we start rounding it out into shout outs heading into the bye week, um, is there anything that you wanted to make sure that you said or got out there because you joined us late this week? No, not really. You know, like um, but obligatory Stanford suck. I said it at least twice, so we we know where I stand this is there. Time number three. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, the one super not secret you know like wrinkle i saw was you know the delayed linebacker blitzes on defense because that was a little different and you know besides that i'm i'm sure you guys covered everything in better detail and far more intelligently than i could have so we're, we're cool That's all right not true but it's cool that he thinks so. i know he's just he has he has no idea <laughs> uh <laughs> hey i when you have to go all over the house and you end up plugging in from your closet for internet, you can't say nothing about nobody, man. You're just, you know, like. Oh, uh, my God. All right, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and we'll start with the guest. So, shout outs for anything you want to do, Mark. Shit. Uh... Mark, we've been, do- we've been doing this for so long. Like, you were not prepared. I legitimately wasn't at all. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I, uh, Sam is, uh, I don't prepare. That's true. Because I don't have to. Uh, Scotty, do you have a shout out? They have, they prepare the intro, they prepare the closing, they prepare the agenda. I just snap in. Oh, God, he knows what I'm talking about. He's in a fucking closet right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. What am I gonna? Oh, you know what? Hey, fuck it. I'll uh, I'll shout out. Um, big fan here. Big fan of what he's done. Uh, big fan of wherever he's gonna be in five years. And I think you know, for as long as uh, his wagon is hitched to Cal, for the program that we all know and love so much. So uh, kudos, go get us that bowl eligibility uh, and uh, hopefully do it next weekend. Uh, but, you know, I'll take it whenever you want to give it to us. Uh, anything in this 2017 season, this house money season is gravy. Keep doing what you're doing. But also because me and Mark were the first two people. Okay, so I need to explain, right? Like there, there's been some comments and some receipts of me being like, no, I don't want to hire Justin Wilcox. But that was in 2015 when his stock was about as low as it possibly could be. And that was an opinion that I can defend at the point at which I made it. Then in 2016, he was clearly the best coach that we were going to be able to get. Like, so, you know, there's no problems with – with that i can reconcile reconcile that it's just whether or not people want to pay attention to that or like if if the context sinks in or not so we have a lot invested in justin wilcox (laughs) being good let's just say that um scotty well i'm gonna shout out vic wharton because you know like we we've seen the pictures here and there dude just had a kid right how the heck do you go to school, go to practice, play in games? You know, like Mark would have thought of this, except he's sleep deprived as fuck. You know, like look at the poor guy. You know, this that, is it just, it's two. 
He's got two. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is unreal. Um, it's. I know that when I was a resident, um, my the guy next to me had two kids, and the guy after me, my little brother, had two kids. I didn't really understand at all. You know, I was in my twenties, and they would get this sort of pained look at times when you know you talk about, oh, hey, you want to do this, and, and I had no idea. You know, now I look at him like, holy hell, man. How the heck did you manage all of that? And so, you know, for Vic Wharton to go out and you got to realize, like, he can't feel good after the game. You know, at this point of the year, he probably feels like crap all the time. He is beat up. He is sleep deprived. And yet, from all accounts, he's great dad, great husband, great teammate. And to balance all of that, you know, like, heck, man, um, that is just – it is absolutely praiseworthy. Dude, uh, practicing games are probably like a fucking vacation for him, Scotty. <laughs> How stoked is that guy when he leaves the house and he's like, I get to go be somewhere without my kids or my wife for like three hours. <laughs> oh, man. I went and saw Thor Ragnarok by myself on Sunday morning. And it was the <laughs> fucking weekend. Uh, and I love being a dad, but I'm serious. Highlighted my weekend. Two and a uh, half hours by myself. Epic. Delightful. It's a great movie. Uh, Scotty, if you haven't, if you haven't taken the kids, uh, take, take the Spawnlings, Thor Ragnarok, fun, fun Marvel experience. Uh, one, awesome. One of, the better, one of the better Marvel movies. Um, for me, uh, so recently, I checked my Facebook on this day uh, function like every couple every single day uh, it's just really interesting to see what i what i've posted in the past because facebook has like a digital record of me going back to high school and i've scrubbed as much of the embarrassing stuff as i can but it's always interesting to see some of the pictures that come up so earlier this week uh i was reminded that this time four years ago i was wearing a cape to stanford um we lost that game by about 50. I literally caped for Cal at Stanford. And it was so bad that at the end of the game, Avi was trying to lead a campaign to get me to tackle the tree. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do remember that. And <sighs> so as I prepare to once again enter Stanford Stadium, uh, this time in the bottom, in the in the section that – would allow me to potentially storm the field should we win, fingers crossed. I think about how much time has passed with with my relationship in the community and like the, the, the meaningful bonds that I've made because I have, you know, most people have figured out I'm bringing a special couple of special guests. Um, um, so, you know, I, I guess my shout out is for the community that continues to pay attention to us you know because because like I, i've gotten to the point where the winning and the losing is great i mean the winning obviously but like the the losing doesn't sticks with me for a few days sticks with me for less less long it used to ruin my week all the way to tuesday and i would give myself to tuesday to like get over it but now i'm like unless it's an exceptionally painful loss i might think about it for like a day and for me like these it's games nice are when that I, loss comes at like four in the afternoon instead of like 12 30. then it's like at least i still have the rest of my evening yeah. 
Um, I don't got to go to bed angry. I myself by reading angry cow Twitter in the middle uh, of the night. Uh, um, <laughs> so for me, like these games are a really valuable way. And it'll be my last time, second last time this season, just like to connect with everybody. And that's dope. And again, if you guys see me, uh, please be on your best behavior. Uh, my girlfriend is... Don't at him. Don't, don't act up. Uh, I have jokingly referred to myself as a minor Twitter celebrity within this community, which is both an odd construct to try to explain, but also you kind of know you have like somebody special if they're not freaked out by that. So please, please, please remain the community that I love for the most part. Uh, um, and you know what? Let's, oh, let's, to let's, let's go be away. a fly on the wall for the conversation. Hey, sweetie, I totally muted this guy, and he really deserved it. Can you believe that he used all his degrees in his handle? That that would have uh, been awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, thankfully, she she doesn't use Twitter. <laughs> uh, oh. All right, guys. So that is that is a great place for us to leave off this week. So uh, I'm gonna close out the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to The Pod is on the Field. Oh, my God, it is so weird. It's like the timelines have converged because it used to be Mark who did the, did the closer. But uh, so thank you. Special thank you to our guest, friend, brother, uh, Mark Towson. Great to see you again. Um, special thanks Great to, to you. Thank you. Special thanks to my partner, Scott Chong, who is in the closet right now, and I'm not being using that as a euphemism. Um, and my name is Nam Lay. Thank you. We got a bye week. Go enjoy it. Listen to this pod when you feel like it, because it'll still be relevant next week, mostly, unless, you know, Bryce Love's ankle blows up, fingers crossed. Uh, you know, so, you know uh, listen to this when you can, but enjoy your week off. Enjoy your Saturday. I, I plan to. Thank you, and go Bears. Go Bears.